2: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 96 as a Patriot. Once again, I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealers. And one of the things that we try to do each week is share helpful hints in the car buying process. Before we get started, I want to send out a very special thanks to B&N Auto Sales. I met Bobby a couple months ago, actually a couple years ago. It's a little family-owned niche kind of business. They sell commercial vehicles, used commercial vehicles, and they're located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. Bobby, and like I said, his last name is Rabadi, and his phone number is 602-722-9151. Great selection of pre-owned commercial vehicles. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing this morning? You know, it was funny because when I was leaving the house this morning, my wife actually said to me, You have anything interesting to talk about? I said, you know, as a matter of fact, honey, we don't really talk about what we're going to talk about until we get to the radio station. We don't write notes. We don't get scripted. We don't take phone calls. We don't take phone calls because sometimes when you get phone calls, you know, we're not really interested in talking to you about a 272,000-mile Ford pickup truck that you are thinking about buying. But one of the things I said to my wife, I said, you know, Dana and I, whenever we talk, it's either something we read on MSN, on Forbes, on Jalopnik or something, or it's personal experience. So if you've been listening to the radio show, you know that a couple of things that I like to do, smoke cigars. That's a fact. Ride a motorcycle. Also true. Love to go out to lunch. He does indeed. And in March, I started riding a bicycle.
3: So I don't what, think everybody knows that. I don't so, think anybody may know that besides me and some of your closer friends.
2: So when I started riding the bicycle, and there is a reason for me telling this. I started riding, and I was going 10.8 miles a day, and I didn't know that. And my wife had bought me a, an electronic odometer, wireless. And it took me about a half hour, got it all programmed, put it on the bike. And the funny part was it worked once going around the block. Second lap around the block. It didn't work. I got off the bike. It should have been a YouTube video. I ripped the thing off the Velcro, put it on the ground, and I stepped on it. I hope it wasn't too pricey. It was 17 bucks. It was worth it. So I went into the bicycle shop to ask them about something. And I asked the guy, and he started to laugh because I wanted to know if they still made the little odometer that went on the hub on the front wheel and you put a little pin on one of your spokes and it went around and it clicked and it gave you a reading of how far you were riding. And he started to laugh. Given your age away. He says, you're older than I am. So we, we were joking around and he said, hey, listen, there's a wonderful app. It's called Cat Eye. And Cat Eye is an app that's not social media connected. So I don't have to log into Google, I don't have to go to Twitter, I don't have to go to Facebook, I just download the app for free. And that's how I found out I was going 10.8 miles a day. Right now, I'm 31 miles a day average for this month, last month it was 28 miles a day, and I decided I was going to consider buying a new bicycle. And I knew that these things were expensive. And you can buy a bicycle that's as much money as a nice pre-owned $12,000 car. And that's by no means what I want to do. And right now what I'm riding is a Dick's Sporting Goods bike that was probably on sale from $600, and I think it was 50% off. So I've been riding this bike, and I decided I don't want a hybrid anymore. I'm thinking about getting a road bike. So when we talk about the car business right now, we talk about limited availability of inventory. I've walked into bicycle shops that the racks are empty. And what they do have is nothing, nothing that has to do with the type of bike I'm looking for. They have the cruisers, they'll have mountain bikes, they'll have Uh, They call them gravel bikes, but it looked like Dana wanted to add something.
3: Well, no, I was just thinking with the COVID pandemic going around, I imagine that there's quite a few people that have probably, you know, gone to exercising vis-a-vis riding a bike. So I imagine they probably are having difficulty with inventory.
2: Well, I talked to one place and the guy mentioned to me about buying a bicycle that I could order one and I might see it sometime between November and February. Wow. And I don't want to wait. I'm not a waiting kind of person. You were in sales for a long time. So I was out the other day and my wife asked me to go. So I looked at a couple of different bikes. But I've done my research and I've done my homework. And the research that I've done has been through experiences of other people. My brother-in-law has been riding a bicycle for over 30 years. And he rides one of those used car kind of bikes. He also has a gravel bike. The one thing that I really appreciated was, I went into multiple bike shops and they don't all sell the same brand. And, and I, I like going into a car dealership and not one guy bashed any of the other bike shops. Not one guy said, this is a bad product. Not one guy said this. But what I did find out is just because the gears say Shimano doesn't mean they're all the same. They have a low end and they have a high end. And the high end starts at Tiagra. And my brother-in-law said, you don't want to buy the Tiagra. You want to go up at least one step to 105. Is That, what that might as well be Greek for me. It's Chinese for me. So every single guy in the bike shop absolutely agreed with what my brother-in-law told me. I also said I wanted a carbon fiber frame. Now, I don't want carbon fiber wheels because just the wheels changes the price of bike. Close to two grand to 2,500 bucks to go from aluminum wheels to carbon fiber. You're
3: talking about like a major option package on a brand new car. Right.
2: So here's the part of the conversation. I went into a bike shop and it was a really nice young man. He's a retired veteran. He's not old. He was in the service for 21 years, so he's probably in his early 40s. And he took the time to adjust the bike to fit me. We went outside. We looked at this. I rode it. I came back. He adjusted it again. I rode it, adjusted it. But the, one of the problems I had is he's probably 20 miles from my house. I like, I want to buy a bike from the local guy, but the local guy doesn't have a bike for me till February. The other local guy, who was still eight miles from my house, has a bike now. It's the equivalent to the bike that I'm looking at in surprise, but it's 500 more. And the, the ironic thing is this bicycles, 90 something percent of the frames for bicycles are built by a company called Giant.
3: And I watched a, a thing on television, and there was a lot of motor or bicycle making in China.
2: So the, the giant company actually makes a bike. So a key word in the bicycle process is geometry. All frames are not the same. They're built to specifications.
3: Now, who would know this if they weren't actually investigating? And think about this isn't even a, a purchase like a car, although, as Gary shared, there are bikes that can be as expensive as 10,000 or more dollars. But think about the the amount of knowledge that people must have to have to sell these bikes. And more importantly, the, the scale of, of what you might spend. It's, it's just crazy to me. I'm shocked when I'm listening yeah. to this.
2: So I went into the bike shop and I rode a bike. It's called a Trek Domani SL5. And gentleman in the gentleman in the Trek shop put me on, and it's not a Trek store, it's a bicycle shop that sells Treks, put me on a 56-centimeter frame. I need a 54. So the riding position was a waste of time Because the geometry is not the same. The reach is different. The height's different. He put me on the wrong size bike. So then he put me on a downgraded model, which I wouldn't buy because I didn't like the specifics of the bike. But it was the right size. And I started to pedal. And these things have shifters now that are actually in the brake levers. They're behind the brake levers. They're not those little things that used to be on the down post on the bike. The shifters didn't work. So that bike was useless to ride. But he, he put the he, what I did like, when he brought the bike back in, he gave it to one of the technicians to adjust it. Now, if I would have said, do you mind me waiting and have him adjust it so I could ride it again, he probably would have. But I didn't want to do that because it was the right size but the wrong bike. But the crazy thing about this was, in one of the bike shops that had the bicycle that I wanted... The salesman was unbelievable. Really nice young man. And he said to me, well, is this something you'd like? I said, you know, it probably checks off every single box that I want. Shimano 105, this kind of this, this kind of that, carbon fiber frame, tubeless tires, and 32 millimeter tires. It's everything I wanted. And he walked over to the owner and said, hey, the guy's willing to buy the bike right now. Will you do anything? He says, if he pays cash, I'll give him 5% off. If he pays with a credit card, there's no discount whatsoever. It's the only one in the state. And the funny part about it is, it was the only one in the state. Supply and demand. So, and it wasn't about the price. It was about, did I want to buy a bike from a bike shop that far from my house? Because I don't want to go to the corner guy with the bike that I bought someplace else to ask him to make adjustments. So it's just almost like buying a car, but the best one was I called a bike shop in Scottsdale and the man answered the phone and you could tell he was annoyed the phone was ringing in his business. And I said to him, you have a note on your website that says your website may not be up to date. Please call to verify availability of bicycle. His answer was, if the bike's on the website, we probably don't have it. Well, would you mind if I told you what bike it was? Okay. It's a Cannondale, blah, synops, blah, 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 blah. Nope, don't have it. Now, He's really trying to earn your business. Now, I used to listen to sales calls in car dealerships to train salespeople. Now, if that was a salesperson that worked for me, I would have gone nuts. Because if I'm calling on a bike that's $3,000, you might want to say to me, before you say I don't have it, you know, I don't have that bike, but I do have this. Tell me what it is you need specifically as far as the bike goes. Remember, we're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer.
1: valley
4: vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma not at birth with macular degeneration you lose your central vision you have a blind spot right in the center of your face so i can't actually see your face so even that little circle in which i could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life.
2: So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband
4: tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green. And collectively, we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you and exclusively for you looking out for your best interest, in your best interest only. That's kind of an important thing. You know, I, I had no idea, and of course, learn every day, but I had no idea that the, the complexities. Although, I kind of had a sense that, that bikes or bicycles could cost several thousand dollars. And I, you know, in the past have bought bikes that were several hundred dollars, but certainly nothing is elaborate or sophisticated as what Gary was just describing.
2: And at three grand, you are, you're buying like a Chevy Impala. And you know, in hearing all
3: that, you know he he talked about the salespeople that he encountered or or the people that he encountered. I think some of them probably were were really good salespeople, and some of them obviously didn 't have very good selling skills at all um, and that 's probably indicative of what they do if you, if you 're a bicycle expert, you very well may not be you know a personable kind of person that wants to, you know, socialize with people or make them feel warm and fuzzy. Different kind of sales, I would suggest. You
2: know, and, and one of the things was, you know, my brother-in-law, like I said, is very into bicycles. And he's been riding for a long time, and he mentioned a bicycle to me called a canyon. And I wasn't really thrilled with one of the things about the Canyon. It is an online purchase only, and the bicycle comes from out of the country. Now, it comes from Germany. Now, I don't have a problem with buying something that comes from you know, at someplace else. However, when you read the reviews, only bad reviews about the product was customer service after the purchase. So it's like when I, we talk about on the radio the car business. When somebody calls you up and they want to call you because your, your factory warranty is about to expo- expire... This is the last call before we remove you from our list. Well, I've gotten that last call called 9 million times. The numbers are now blocked. But what I always ask people is, why would you do business with a company that calls you from a number that when you try to call it back, it says this is a non-working number? Or the number you have reached has been disconnected. Or it goes right to busy. Gary, do you think people, I mean, I, I would hope, and I, and I know that I'd be wrong,
3: but I was going to suggest, do you think people really actually buy those things, that they they fall victim to these companies that most people have, of course, never heard of? They call from a, a toll-free number from typically a different state. You know something? State.
2: They do. I mean, and the new one that's coming around is that your social has been violated. We're about to remove your social. Please call us at 248, whatever the number was. I got the phone call four times on Friday from four different states. And they were trying to do what? They wanted me to call because my social security number was in jeopardy.
3: Well, you know, caveat emptor, buyer beware. If someone is reaching out to you on something like that, obviously you have to be very cautious, just like when you're going to potentially go buy a vehicle, whether it's from a dealer or whether it's from a private party, whether it's new or used. You either are someone that's very knowledgeable and understands the the interest rate that you can qualify for and what the rates are today, which of course, you know, Gary and I do this every day. So we, we based on your credit, will certainly be familiar with where would be the best place to potentially place your loan.
2: You know, you're and it's—I say- it's, forgot what I was. It was something you were talking about, and I was going to add something to it. But you know, it's—it's it, it's a matter of understanding what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So one of the things that I'm really not a big fan of doing is you call me up and you tell me you're looking for a used car, and then you say two sentences. I'm not in a rush, and I'm just waiting for a great deal. Well, if you're not in a rush and you're waiting for a great deal, today may not be the best time. So I had a gentleman that was looking for a Ram 1500 pickup truck. Wanted less than 50,000 miles, wanted a crew cab only, 392 rear axle ratio, and wanted a four by four truck. And he's a square peg, round hole kind of guy because he can buy what he wants. He just can't buy it for what he wants to spend. So for a couple of weeks, I was checking just about every day. And what you'll find out when you try to check online is a lot of these cars that are online have already been sold. They're no longer available. So after looking one day, I told him about a truck that I found that was actually in his budget. So I told him, you might want to take a look online because you think that that's crazy. But until you see for yourself what these things are priced at, it may not make a lot of sense. He sends me back in a text within about three minutes, a truck for twenty three thousand dollars. He needs to finance the vehicle and he has negative equity in his car that he's trying to trade in. And he used the term P.O.S. Can't say what that is. And he used the term that he knows he owes a lot more than what the car's worth. So he's aware of these things. He sends me a two thousand and eight. 65,000 mile Toyota Tundra pickup truck. And can I
3: just interject in, for the listening audience, if even if you have great credit, if you're buying a vehicle that's 12 years old and in this case a 2008 would be 12 years old even though it has great low mileage, the bank is not interested in loaning a, a fortune or your negative equity on and doing it
2: for a long period of time. Could you imagine financing a car for seventy two months that was twelve years old? Of course not. I, I don't recommend financing and, and for six years a three year old car. I bet you there's credit unions that'll do that.
3: Oh there there certainly I, I know there's ones that'll go five years. I and probably ones that would go six, but if if you're hearing what we're talking about, um ultimately the gentleman is is trying to carry negative equity into a really old vehicle that would be forced to be shorter term and it it just doesn't work and it's hard for sometimes people to understand that yes the the budget it works for him on the price but what bank is going to lend double the value or close to double the value of the vehicle to offset his negative equity and and even if they would how would that help him
2: You know, and it was kind of funny because I sent him a text. I said, based on the fact that this is nothing like you have asked me to look for for you, I have done nothing but waste my time.
3: Well, you were looking for almost new vehicles, were you not? I was looking for trucks
2: that were 15s, 16s, 17s. It's unbelievable sometimes that... And in the middle of it, he actually wanted to go from a Dodge Ram 1500 to a Colorado. Okay. Somebody who's trying to buy a full-size pickup truck, if they buy one of these smaller midsize trucks, they're going to be very unhappy in my opinion. However, if you've had a Tacoma, and you want a new Tacoma or you've had a Colorado and you want a new Colorado or a Tacoma or you've had a Frontier and you're used to that size truck and it works. Don't buy a full size truck. But if you've been driving a full size truck for all these years and now you go to one of these midsize trucks, it's
3: an adjustment.
2: Absolute adjustment. Remember. You can reach me at 602-525-1370, and you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324.
0: You have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect
4: to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to your current status on 96 of the Patriot. You know, when I talk about these other businesses, The main thing that I want people to understand is the most scrutinized business in the world is probably the automotive industry. Speaking of automotive industry, I want to send a special thanks to certain friends that Dana and I have that work at certain Earnhardt dealerships. Very special thanks to Joey Staples at Earnhardt Honda. Adam Breen at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. Chad Sasan at Rodeo Kia in Avondale as well, and in Goodyear, our dear friend Alex Medina, the general manager of Rodeo Ford. You know, and and, and when we go to these places, we go to these places for one reason. We go there because they're affording you the best deal possible. So I have a dear friend that is a managing partner of a Ford dealership. And I happened to speak to him every once in a while, and he wanted to know why I can't bring him business. And I said, well, I can't bring him business for a couple of reasons. If somebody sponsors the radio show, they don't own us, but I give them the opportunity to do business with our clients. And this other dealership is more along the lines of they expect me to bring you there to be slaughtered. So when I told him the kind of deals that we get for our clients at this store. He said, w- why would I do that? I said, well, it, it's simple. They want the deals and they're not a volume store. You're a volume store and what they're doing, I guarantee you, you're doing it for some Tom, Dick and Harry that comes in off the street and grinds the crap out of you. I would be bringing you supplemental in." business that you'd never see well and i said now you know why i as pat mcmahon would say the inquiring minds want to know we don't go to dealerships for any other reason that it's in your best interest if we look for a used car for you we try to go to the dealers that don't have $2,600 addendums on used cars. Well, a
3: lot of people don't understand that, Gary. The A lot of people, because obviously they haven't been in and around the auto industry, in my case, for the last over 35 years and for you over 30 years now and And so they're they're not familiar with the the different types of practices that some and many of the dealers here in the valley have we We are arguably in the wild, wild West when it comes to um, buying a vehicle the, This is again, and I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but we're either the fourth or fifth largest new car market in the United States of America. We're the fifth largest city, and it over- only makes sense. Well that coupled with the the climate here you know makes it where our used car market is is arguably one of the largest in the entire country, not not fifth but even higher up because we don 't have rust we don 't have the inclement weather we 've had obviously a massive heat wave, but what we don 't have is, is that what it's <laughs> it 's it's called? Been, it 's been extreme certainly, and again is when you 're a consumer and you 're going out to buy a, a car or you need to buy a car at this time. Again, I've mentioned it several times over the last several shows, the the dealers, because in some cases the inventories are very low, in other cases they, they don't have or can't get the vehicle that you might want. And again, right now there's a lot of dealers that are, are doing incredibly well by out-negotiating their clients. And that's what we protect our clients from. We are there to make sure that you get the best possible deal on what you're buying, the lowest rate that you can qualify for, the most for your trade if you are trading that you can get. If you see value or in in purchasing an extended service contract, we make sure it's the right product at the right price. If you need gap insurance because you are in a negative equity position and in order to make a good decision, it's something that you need to add. On that one item alone, in most cases, you would save more than our entire fee just on that one decision. If you're not thrilled with what we do for you, we charge nothing. There's no service like us anywhere in the country, and certainly not here in the valley. We don't take kickbacks from dealers. We will not ever take a kickback from a dealer. We work for you and only you, looking out for your best interest. At the end, we collect a $400 flat fee. And it comes out of what we have saved you. We do not cost anything. And if again you're not thrilled, you don't, you pay, don't pay us, and
2: you don't buy the. And you know something? I've I've become the, the worst thing, and I'm pretty sure Dana's is the same way. The worst thing that you can do to me is you treat me like I'm a salesperson in a dealership.
3: I I agree, and it's sad because a salesman shouldn't be treated that way, and certainly we shouldn't be treated that way.
2: Especially when we're looking out for your best interests. Remember, if you want someone to be in your corner and someone to help you, we don't sell cars, we help you buy cars. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insider. I
3: want to send a special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8800 West Belt Road in Peoria, Arizona. They just do an amazing job. If you're looking to get a Volkswagen, they are the dealer for the people. That's their slogan, but it's not just a slogan there. They really do treat people very differently than virtually any other Volkswagen dealership in the country. Highly recommend.
2: You know, and during the break, Dana mentioned something, and it's, it's really, really, really important to understand this. When you go to a car dealership, the first thing that that salesman wants to say to you after he says hello is follow me. And they want to fill out what they call the guest sheet. And our opinion is in the first 15 seconds, they haven't earned the right. To know what your address is, know what your phone number is, what your email address is, what you're currently driving, what your current payment is, what you're trying to buy, what you want to spend, and how much money you're trying to put down. Now, it's not just in the dealerships. I am so sick of looking at car dealerships online that on the bottom, a little box pops up, and it says, would I like milk with the cookies, And it's a joke, but it's on the box. It's a disclaimer. And in order to proceed, I have to accept the fact that they're going to get my information from my computer if I don't accept the terms of them using cookies to gather my information. I get right off the websites. There is so much hacking going on, so much stealing of people's information and it's, you know, I get emails, y- your email address showed up on the dark web and I'll get that from Experian or Credit Karma or whoever it is. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't normally share too much of my information online, but when's the last time you filled out a guest sheet with the customer?
3: Well, of course, never. And it's one of those things. I think your point is very valid. They they have to earn the right to to ask you personal things like the things that they seem to feel comfortable asking you early on. The, The salesperson works for the dealership and they're there to look out for the best interest of the company. We're here to help look out for your best interest and best way to put it. And haven't said in a long time, but it's like bringing an 800 pound gorilla with you to help you with your transaction. We can't be tricked. There's no way that someone could put numbers in front of us that weren't correct or accurate. And we would not catch it.
2: You know, it's, it's funny you said that, you know, catching things, you know, sometimes you don't catch it till it's too late. You catch something that's a year after you bought the car. Good luck trying to help get fixed. And
3: that's difficult now because so many dealerships, when you do complete your transaction, are likened to give you a USB flash drive and not give you paper copies of the documents that you've signed. And they do, in theory, give you a choice. But if you go to buy a vehicle today in virtually every dealership in the valley, they're going to, in most cases, try to give you a USB flash drive as opposed to paper copies of what you just signed. I,
2: I asked for both if they insist on But it was in a RV location a couple of weeks ago with the gentleman that I met in 2003 when I was a sales manager at Lou Grub Chevrolet, and we've become friends. And every time he wants to buy something, he calls me. So he calls me up and he says to me, I want to buy me a new RV. Well on a new fifth wheel. Now he's not new to the fifth wheel world. He's had seven of them. So I asked him what was it about a fifth wheel that he liked versus the bumper trail pull. It's just something I want to know. Well, he explained to me why he liked the fifth wheel setup better. And we were talking this and they had a vehicle there. And the finance manager spent about 10 seconds talking to us before we left. And he said, I'm going to submit this gentleman's your loan to use Federal Credit Union. OK, great. One day goes by, two days goes by, three days goes by, four days goes by, five days goes by, six days goes He finally gets a call. We have you approved. You can come in on Wednesday and do your walkthrough. So we went in on Wednesday. We did the walkthrough, and my friend has a horrible habit. He wants to be friends with everybody. So when we got into the finance office, he thought it was fun to goof around with the woman that was typing his paperwork.
3: The trained finance assassin, that person?
2: And she turned around, and they were joking around and joking around and joking around. And I happened to look over at the disclosure sheet that itemized All the items that she wanted to sell him. And I noticed that the payment was extremely low for what he was trying to accomplish. Now, when we negotiated this, it's an RV. A lot of RVs are advertised, if you read the small print, 180 months, 15 years. OAC. Well, he didn't want. 180-month loan on a product that was 40000 40, plus tax and license. He was comfortable doing it for 96 months. And he was going to pay it off early because he's going to spend X amount of dollars a month, but he wanted that lower payment to be guaranteed. Well, I look down and I see on the sheet, base payment, 180 months. So she started to talk about something. I said, wait, wait, let me ask you a question. How many months are you talking about right now? And she said, well, standard term, 180. So when she said the term, standard term, 180, Dana used the term trained assassin. So I explained, well, when we discussed everything with the finance manager, we told him we wanted to do this at 96 months. Oh, okay, no problem. Your payment at 96 months with all these products is only this. And my friend said, I just paid off my $1,100 truck payment. I don't want another payment like that. I don't feel the need for all these products. So she proceeds to go through and she takes out everything but three of the products he did want- you hear that? <laughs> they took out everything but three of
3: the added products. They 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 didn't remove everything. They well, still you know, had three
2: left. Well, the three he wanted.
3: Oh okay. I'm he not-
2: wanted a warranty because believe it or not, these things come with a one year warranty. There's a refrigerator, there's air conditioning, there's hydraulics, there's computers. He wanted a warranty that would cover him for six years. He also felt the need for gap insurance. So I turned to her and said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you discount the price of the warranty to equal what the gap insurance costs so he gets the gap insurance virtually for nothing? And she agreed to do that, with the exception of taking about 80 bucks out. And then we turned around, and she mentioned something about a paint protectant. Well, I don't want I don't want any paint protectant. Well, you agreed to buy it. Well, when did I agree to buy that? Well, it's right here on the buyer's order. And it wrote included paint protectant, paint and fabric protectant.
3: Now, as he says this, there are so many dealerships that do this technique of including things that you don't know were in there. I promise you there are thousands and thousands well, of people. Well, how about
2: this one, pal? How about it was written on their copy, the top copy, but on the copy that he had underneath the carbon copied they, they gave to him? It didn't say it. Didn't say it anywhere. Oh my God So goodness. she turns around and says something and you could see she was pissed that I caught her. And she went and got the salesman. And the salesman came in and said, "Wait, well, hey, what's going on, boys? And I looked at him and said, You know, let me tell you what's going on. You said the paint protectant was included. Okay, It's not included if it's not itemized in the buyer's order, in the breakdown. You're telling me it's included in the payment. And I didn't want to say you can't stick $3,000 in a payment and not disclose it to the customer.
3: Dealers so I, do it all the time across this valley, and you know you can't do it, but they absolutely do do it. There are people every single day that get cheated by dealers because of their lack of knowledge and because of their trust when they should not trust.
2: And I looked at the guy and I said, you know. If you ever go to a car dealership, a lot of times when they give you a menu, they're going to give you an A and a B. Your choice. Would you like to do it this way or this way? So I looked at the salesman and the finance gal was sitting there and I said, I'm going to make this really simple. I'm going to give you an A and I'm going to give you a B. A, you take the twenty nine ninety five out of the contract on a product that he never wanted,
3: Or agreed to pay for or was presented as a
2: product that he'd have to pay for, let alone
3: be charged thousands of dollars for it.
2: Or B, give him his $6,000 cashier's check back right now and will go next door or go someplace else. Now, presented the way I presented it, they made their mind up in about five seconds. And they didn't want to lose a sale. They took the 29 dollars not $29.95, $2,995 for the paint protectant. But Gary, what,
3: what you know and I know, and I don't know if the listening audience understands this, but it's no different than a car dealership experience other than, and the lady who had assumed a $3,000 charge that someone else was going to have to pay, i.e. the client, and then was upset visibly upset. Gary saw the body language change because not only had she been caught but of course wasn't going to get away with it. How many times do you think
2: she got away with it before now, and how many times since will she get away with it? And the funny thing is when she got up to walk away to get the salesman, I looked at my buddy and I love this guy. I said, Ronnie, do me a favor. This is about someone trying to reach into your wallet and steal and steal money. Stop joking around. The jokes are done. Don't talk about shots of tequila. Don't talk about you cook this or don't talk about that or don't talk about where you're going for the trip. And, and again, Let's, familiarity. Is, it's, is. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a common ground to joke around with you and he falls right into it. When we, when we got all done, I said, hey, I hope you don't mind that I told them you were going to want your check back if they didn't take And He said, Gary, when I'm in that office from now on, I'm shutting up. I, I can assure I, you that's what he should do. I would have absolutely signed that paperwork for 180 months.
3: Well, I, I had a circumstance just recently where I was helping a client acquire a, a, a transit and helped him get a wonderful deal. But when we were in the finance office, the the business manager, um, I I couldn't believe the number that he had the nerve to quote for the extended service contract. And I just thought about it. Needless to say, my client did not purchase the extended service contract, but he was asking over $7,000 for this product and he did it with a straight face. He did it without blinking. He did it like it actually could possibly be true. And that's the scary part, because as a consumer... How How does he look at himself in the morning when he shaves? I I do not know. How how does someone who, you know, if you're a father or a parent or, or someone that, you know, just... And again, there there are wonderful finance managers that are honest, that have character, that just happen to be great salespeople that are able to persuade and convince people to not only buy products, but to pay um, the type of profit on those products that, that they would like to get. There are people that are very talented and do do that. However, um, for the most part, most people um, aren't that skilled where they can persuade people without fibbing to them to to pay a fortune for these individual products or or truly build the individual value in those items so that a person says hey you know what for tire and wheel protection you know two thousand dollars that that seems like a good deal um (laughs) the there's no way that someone in their right mind thinking through the business decision would, would come up with the answer that that's a good deal. And there's just the brutal reality that when you go to buy a vehicle, you're up against people that, although in theory you're trying to accomplish the same thing, not exactly. Um, they're not looking out for you. you. We are, though. So you can reach Gary at 602 525 1370, or you can reach me, Dana, at 602.
2: <laughs> <laughs>